Hello, and welcome to episode 4 of Exploring Astrophysics with me, Vikram Bamre. I am joined today by Dr. Elena Massara, who is a postdoctoral researcher at the University of Waterloo. I talked to her about her work with the voids in the cosmic web, as well as observing neutrinos. How did you get into the field of astrophysics? Um, I am, I've always been interested in mathematics and science in general, since I was at the school. Uh, but then when I went to high school, uh, I started to uh, read some uh, articles about science. And uh, I discovered that I really liked uh, to know about uh, uh, the space-time universe and uh, uh, how the universe uh, was let's say born and evolved uh, rather than uh, any other aspects of science and so then I decided to do physics at the university and then specialize in cosmology. I read I've seen that you are a postdoctoral researcher what uh, what does that role involve? So being a postdoc means that uh, you have uh, um, a fixed term uh, job at university where you are supposed to do uh, research in your field. Uh, usually you are supervised by uh, a professor uh, and you also start to uh, supervise some uh, graduate students and undergraduate students in, uh, in their research. Uh, so it's basically still a training uh, in, in doing research and uh, doing research itself. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned you do some research. What sort of research are you currently doing? So uh, the main topic of my research is cosmology, which is uh, uh, which involves understanding the universe as a whole, uh, what's its content in matter, energy, and uh, how the universe evolved uh, as we saw it, we see it today. Um, in my everyday life, uh, I work a lot with theory uh, and I do also in-body simulations, uh, which are simulations where we basically simulate the universe and its evolution from early time to today. And this is useful to basically understand then what we observe. Uh, so we compare theory and simulation to observations. Uh, so basically what we see uh, on the sky to, to infer then uh, why the universe is uh, as it is uh, and uh, what's out there basically. Mm -hmm. It must be very hard to create these simulations because there's so many things that you need to, factors that you need to take into account. So how do you go about making these simulations? Um, so the simulations are basically, um, you start from some what we call the initial conditions. So we mostly model the matter in the universe. Um, and so we start uh, with some matter particles at very early time. And we have some intuition on uh, how they distribute at very early time. And then we make them evolve uh, just using gravity. And so we have some, uh, yeah, we know what's the gravity law that drives their evolution. And step by step, we follow this particle until they form basically the, the structure uh, 
that we actually see in the universe. So it's some sort of cosmic web where uh, matter is distributed in a web-like structure. Uh, Basically, we have a lot of matter in the knot of this web, and then we have a lot of matter in the filaments, but with, between knots and filaments, we don't have much matter, and these are uh, the voids, what we call voids. Uh -huh. And so you mentioned that you, you take observations, so is that with telescopes or what? Yes, so uh, we, we use uh, uh, both spaced uh, uh, based telescope or ground based telescope uh, and we basically observe uh, the light uh, that comes to us from the stars and the galaxies far away and uh, uh, we basically can then com can uh, compute a map of the galaxies in the universe and we see that they distribute in a very non-random way and being distributed in a new random way tell us about some underlying matter that we don't see because it doesn't emit uh, radi uh, radiation. And this matter is what we call the dark matter that is the uh, biggest fraction of matter in the universe. And it's something that we are still studying and we don't know exactly what it is. Um, How close are the simulations that you've come up with to what you observe in the sky? Um, so we think that this is pretty, uh, okay, so let's say that in a statistical sense, uh, we can uh, reproduce what we see in the sky, um, meaning that we can reproduce many different realizations of the universe um, with the, 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 con the matter content, energy content that our universe have but uh, we cannot uh, uh, reproduce, or it's very hard to reproduce the exact same universe that we see um, because it's like one of the many realizations that could happen. So you mentioned that you were researching into voids. Could you explain a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. So uh, looking at voids, oh, which is like where there's almost nothing, seems to be like uh, something strange to do. Um, but uh, voids are very, very interesting uh, laboratories to study, uh, for example, neutrinos. Um, so, and this is basically uh, the one, to, one of the main topics of my research. So neutrinos are these very, very small particles that uh, uh, pass across us uh, every, every second and we don't even realize it because they don't interact with us. Because they don't interact with us and ordinary matter, then it's very, very hard to study them and to study their properties because we cannot detect them very easily. So in the universe, there are a lot of neutrinos, really, really a lot, and the, their presence basically modify how this cosmic web structure uh, look like. And in particular, uh, they modify a lot how the voids, so the empty regions of this cosmic structure, um, uh, evolve and how they are made. Uh, and this is because in these voids there are very few of the ordinary matter or of the dark matter, but the neutrinos, the, but there are a lot of neutrinos there. So it's very interesting in uh, looking at the empty region or basically the, the region where there are no galaxies to study the properties of neutrinos. Mm 
So if neutrinos don't react with, don't interact with other mass particles, how do they influence the formation of the webs? Right. So uh, they actually interact gravitationally. So basically, uh, if uh, this also, I have to say that these particles are very, very tiny. So their mass is very, very small. And so in order to have uh, uh, a gravitational interaction between neutrinos and matter, you need to have a lot of neutrinos. And so uh, there are a lot in the universe, as I was saying, and they sort of uh, interact with the matter gravitationally. And because of this, they transform the way that the other matter distributes in the universe and how we see these uh, voids in the universe. Mm -hmm. uh, with the neutrinos, how, uh, what have you managed to learn about them from um, observing them in the voids? So uh, one of the things that we would like to understand, it's actually their mass. Mm -hmm. We know that it's tiny. We know that, we know that uh, um, it's, it's much smaller than other particles, than the, the mass of other particles, but we don't know the exact uh, mass of neutrinos. And, and so uh, we are hoping that cosmological observations will tell us their mass because um, basically cosmological observations such as like properties of voids or other kind of observations, um, they are sensitive to the absolute mass of neutrinos. There are three kinds of neutrinos and uh, the sum of their three masses uh, is what these observations are sensitive of. Um, Instead, uh, particle physics experiments uh, are not sensitive to the absolute mass of neutrinos, but just to the difference between the mass of, for example, neutrino one and two, two and three, and so on. So they just tell us their difference and not their absolute scale. And we are after the absolute scale because we, this will tell us more about, uh, about the physics of neutrinos, basically. So. If the neutrinos are so far away in space, how do you observe them? Do you observe them interact with each other or indirectly? Yeah, we observe their interaction indirect, indirectly. So basically, at least with the observation, with the study that I do, uh, we basically would look at the galaxies, how they distribute in the universe. Then we know how to model to go from we have we have a we have a clue of how to go from the distribution of galaxy that emits light to the distribution of the dark matter that we don't see and then um, the distribution of matter or the total matter tell us uh, about also the neutrinos and their mass so it's an indirect uh, measurement mm -hmm. So you, you've mentioned dark matter. So do you know anything about neutrinos and them interacting with dark matter or is that still hypothetical? Yeah, we, we think that they interact uh, just gravitationally also with dark matter. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, very, I'm not really an expert on the physics of dark matter. I don't do particle physics. Um, but yeah, since we don't know really what dark matter is, I guess, maybe can be also an open question yet. Mm -hmm. Your, when will your term end for this postdoc? Uh, it will end in summer 2022. And do you have any plans on what you're, are you going to continue pursuing astrophysics at Waterloo or? 
Yeah, well, I, I will be looking for a job, uh, always in the academia, and hopefully this time uh, I will find the faculty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but let's see, it's not easy to find a faculty position. Do you plan on continuing your work with neutrinos and the cosmic web, or are you looking into other parts of astrophysics? I think I will continue working on this. Uh, of course, I'm also happy always to to learn something different, to to, to work on something different. But I don't think uh, I will uh, start working on something completely far away from what I'm doing now. So, um, your the neutrinos. So, apart from finding their absolute mass, or is that is that the main objective? Is finding their absolute mass? Uh, yeah, basically, uh, so, for example, we know what is the mechanism that gives mass to the particles of, uh, that belongs to the standard model of particle physics. For example, what gives mass to electrons, uh, uh, protons, and neutrons, and, and so on. Um, but we don't know what give mass to the neutrinos and what kind of particle they are. And so basically we are uh, knowing their mass scale will tell us also uh, hopefully about what kind of particle they are and, uh, and what is the mechanism that give them mass and, uh, and other things. Yeah, and would you say you spend more of your time in observe in observational cosmology or more theoretical like building the simulations so i am i'm a theorist so i'm mostly do theory and uh, try to 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 generate data through simulations uh, but i don't really do real observations or real data analysis i mean analysis with real data from uh, from surveys mm-hmm. So how accurate do you think, do you think, how close do you think your, the models are getting to the actual observed? So we are getting one uh, closer and closer. Um, especially we, we, we think that uh, with the next generation of surveys, mm-hmm. of galaxy surveys, we will be able uh, to basically, um, to basically say what, what is. The, the neutrino mass scale. And, and then uh, there are also other observations uh, that will be very useful, which are the observation from the cosmic microwave background. So this radiation that comes to us from early time and combination of this CMB, this cosmic microwave background observation with galaxy survey will for sure be very useful to and, and probably will be able in the next few years to, to tell us what is the uh, neutrino mass scale. What, what do you think will be the consequences once you have found out what the neutrino mass scale is? What, what do you think that'll lead to? Uh, well, I think it will uh, be a, a very big uh, um, understanding of more than in, in astrophysics, in, uh, in particle physics, so it will help particle uh, physicists uh, in their models uh, and in their understanding of these fundamental particles.
Okay, that's great. Um, so thank you very much for speaking to me. Uh, with the, uh, <laughs> I learned a lot about neutrinos and cosmic waves. Um, so thank you very much for coming on my show. No problem. Thank you. Thank you.